Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everybody, I'm your host Mark and joining me we got Bob. Welcome back. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you all the way over from Hobby Happy Hour. Welcome podcast brother. Uh, it's, it is a pleasure to be here. I know we've uh, had you over on the show once before. Um, we had Eric on recently, Ooh. a little uh, Lorehammer brother. Yeah, yeah, that was such a good episode. If you guys are missing Eric, go check out Hobby Happy Hour episode. Um, probably just the last one you did. But Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was very good. You guys talked 40K, you talked World of Warcraft, you talked magic. It was just a variety of different hobbies, and I was just enthralled the whole time. Oh, it was so cool to catch up with Eric as well. Um, like Some really, really good sort of lore ideas. He came up with some uh, his word bearers, I think it was. yeah. I, I, I've been spamming them pictures of those homunculus, like, or not homunculus, the, uh, the clowns, Harlequins, where they're like doing that shit yes. shift. Yeah. So I keep spamming them that yes. daily, trying to get them inspired, but we'll see where that takes us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying, yeah, that would be a fantastic idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. I drifted into 40K. There. I, was like, <laughs> I know. Then you could, uh, yeah, you could do that and then... Yeah, you're already yeah. categorizing all the bits in your head, organize them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's an addiction. Uh, well, today's episode is called The Steadfast Shield, and it's actually a aspect warrior that this guy created. In episode 47 of Lorehammer, we covered all the aspect warriors, and at the end, we came up with our own aspect warriors and kind of were bouncing around that idea of what are they missing? What are they lacking? Uh, the one idea I came up with was like a uh, assassin type uh, aspect warrior, you know. Uh, and this guy, I don't know what he's come up with. Steadfast shields. We'll find out. We sure as heck will. Uh, and you have two pages uh, before I will berate you with questions about what your aspect is. So make sure you come up with something now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, right, yeah, no, got it, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Steadfast Shields. The Steadfast Shields are a rarely seen class of aspect warrior. Many feel they're an anathenum to the Eldari art of war, which focuses on lightning strikes from the depths of the webway and purports that the most insurmountable defense is overwhelming offense. But even the Eldari must stand and fight when their craft world is threatened. These indomitable warriors are charged with the defense of keystone positions and specialize in fortification and protection. Their elegant wraithbone spirit shields emit a psionic barrier that is impervious to even the most sustained barrage of bolter fire when interlocked with the shield brothers, their shield brothers. A phalanx of steadfast shields armed with laser pikes 
and or can hold a choke point or webway gate almost indefinitely, allowing their brethren to retreat. They embody the aspect of Cain, dedicated to noble sacrifice, often fighting against overwhelming odds. A steadfast shield committed to the field of war is bound by oath never to leave until every other surviving Eldari soul has escaped. Their tactics often result in total casualties <laughs> in the event of defeat, and it is not uncommon for their shrines to lie abandoned and disguised or disused in the heart of the craft world for centuries at a time. It's only moments of true uh, desperation that their ancient shrines are reawoken and a new exarch takes up the mantle of steadfast shields. Though notably, this aspect has found new life with the rise of the Yanari death cult, who venerate sacrifice uh, in service of Yanid and promise resurrection to those lost souls. In training, or their training, focus on developing the pre-natural, pre what is that? Preternatural? Preternatural? Great and natural hmm. danger sense common to all Ardarian uh, to an almost impossible acuity. This is achieved by attuning themselves to all manner of threats, which will strike unpredictably at any time during their daily rituals, physical trainings, and meditations. Their minds are as fortified as their bodies and must regularly survive similarly unforeseen mental assaults. More than any other aspect, they focus on developing an unbreakable, cohesive psychic bond between their members allowing them to wordlessly, nearly instantaneously shift between a vast array of impenetrable, impenetrable formations specialized to any situation. Their strength of a steadfast shield is only as great as the Eldari beside them. You want to take from here? Ooh. Appearance, clad in heavy aspect armor, they have tall antlered helms and back-mounted shield veins. They have long cloaks which disrupt their silhouette, and they wield tall wraithbone tower shields and laser pikes. We've got a, a little profile here as well. Cool. Which is a movement of six inches, strength of three, toughness of three, wounds one, attacks one, and save three plus for you know if you want to play the game. Which I yeah, hear is... <laughs> I heard it's fun, but I hear it's a thing. I hear yeah. it exists. It's a... <laughs> I feel like the stat line is missing a couple stats, but that's fine. <laughs> He's got the important ones. He can attack and he can die, so that's all he needs. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, right? That's what we need. <laughs> cool. Uh, they have weapons. The laser pike sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Identical to the shining spears laser lance profile, but his special oh. bonuses apply when the user is charged rather when they are charged something else oh that's cool yeah yeah i quite like that that is cool yeah uh, special rules they have a spirit shield which grants a, a four plus plus invulnerable save and a five plus 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 save against mortal wounds um so yeah you don't really play much 40k ever hey I, not at all not I... at all yeah <laughs> Mortal wounds are weird. So like mortal wounds are just like instant wounds. They ignore armor saves. But we used to have a thing called invon saves that ignored saves. And now we have saves that ignore saves that ignore wounds. It, it's all very stacked upon each other. The rules are not good, I'm basically trying to say. <laughs> You've lost me already. I'm, I'm yeah. already confused. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like you got your armor save, and then you got an invun save that cannot be ignored unless it's by mortal wounds, which can ignore invun saves. But now this guy has a a third save that can ignore mortal wound. It's just 
the game is becoming so clunky. Anyways, the next rule: <laughs> dedicated protectors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Dedicated yes. protectors. Any attacks allowed to a friend allocated to a friendly unit for which all of the models are at least within one inch are at least instead allocated to this unit. Okay, cool. Little bodyguard unit. Yeah, nice, nice. And the Exarch, he has a plus one attack, plus one wound, and plus one lid. Lid. <laughs> Leadership. 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 There we yeah. go. Leader. <laughs> yeah okay we're hobby people for sure yeah yeah this is yeah <laughs> I, I like I, I can hobby we'll we'll prove that <laughs> yeah oh man exarch ability in... uh, the sorry go for it oh sorry go on no you go on you go exarch ability impregnable phalanx so long as a model from this unit is in base-to-base -base contact with at least one other model from this unit at the beginning of the phase, they add plus one to all saving rolls for the duration of that phase. This includes invulnerables. Okay. Oh. Fancy. Uh, special war gear option, razor shields. A pair of half-moon shields with monomolecular edges. I like that. That's very Eldari. Yes. <laughs> very. Eldari. Eldar. Um, plus one. Uh, AP minus two, one damage, plus one attack, and plus one to save rolls for the Exarch, even when not in base-to-base -base contact with other models in their unit. Does not stack with impregnable phalanx. Cool. Um, he's attached some artwork. I forgot to put that in the dark document, but uh, I'll, I'll make sure I'll post it on Discord. He's drawn up some pictures of them. They look pretty cool. I really like that kind of like uh, bone antler thing that he has on the guys. Yeah, I think appearance-wise, I really like the sound of that. Um, that the antlers atop the uh, the helms. Um, yeah, again, sort of feels kind of very Eldar but maybe not a, an aesthetic you see very often, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it's also interesting, this whole kind of like, uh, yeah, when they go to battle, they either win or they all are dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> it's all or nothing. No, yeah. I like that. I think that's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'd be quite easy to, um, to actually kit bash as well. Though. Well, I say easy. But yeah, you could definitely kit bash that because you can get the antlers from the Nurgle uh, sure. AOS box set. I think there is even some elves from AOS that has some some high elves that have some horns as well. Um, ah, you very well might be correct. Yeah, I know that they do have steeds that have the uh, the big antlers yeah. as well, which could be kind of cool. I'm sure you could incorporate that. I love an yeah. AOS forty k kit bash. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways to get them. Um, and then laser pikes. That's a great spot to you know you those are already a thing. The shields that he oh, has yeah, yeah. drawn up, they look pretty cool. They would be pretty simple. They're uh, basically an oval, but the top of the oval is notched out. And then there's a couple nice gems on them. They, they're very cool. I'm sure you could like 3D print them if you really want or something mm -hmm. crazy. Or I'll tell you what, there's um, one of the, the Zinch cultists from AOS. I think they have a shield that kind of feels like that. You oh. might have to sort of cut off some of the teeth and the spiky bits. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. That's very similar. Mm. I need to I need to give you this picture somehow. Download, yeah. okay? Yeah, you do. What kind of host am I? <laughs> okay, this there you like go. 
There's some pictures <laughs> at the bottom. All right. But, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I really like it. I really like kind of the the whole mindset of these guys. Yeah, they're they're the last guys in the battlefield. They're gonna sacrifice himself. I really like too that he was able to tar and you not tie in Yanari as well. I think that just fits so perfectly yeah. for these guys. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And I think um, I don't think you, you don't hear enough about Inari either, you know, or the Inari, should I say? Yeah. Um, it would be, it's nice to sort of hear a little bit more um homebrew around that. I see. So the shield's sort of like a yin yang sort of a. a yeah, symbol. yeah, that's the uh, that's the razor shields that yin yang mm -hmm. one. Yeah, with the uh, monomolecular edges again. Yeah, very old. Art. Very <laughs> nice. No, I like that. It's nice. It's in keeping sort of within the Eldar sort of aesthetic. It sort of fits a lot of the lore. Yeah. Um, no, it's nice that. I like that. Really cool idea. Yeah. Thank you so much. I don't even think I said this guy's name. Let's see what his name is. Thanks so much to Cornell for writing this to us. Um, if you guys have thank lore you. that you want to write, you can email it in. Uh, we're gonna jibber jabber here about other lore. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. We're gonna jibber jabber about chaos. This is a battle. Um, we sure as heck are. Um, I mean, we did an episode on Sisters of Battle as well, not a long back, over at the uh, the Hobby Happy Hour, which is worth checking out. We talk a little bit about how you can incorporate the chaos aesthetic into Sisters of Battle. Um, yeah, like before no, we sort of start with that. Go on. No, go for it. Sorry, there, there's sometimes I lag. <laughs> I was gonna say it's um how. Some people get really sour about Chaos Sisters of Battle. Like it's a, like a real, can't be done. No, no, they don't exist. There's no such thing. <laughs> but there's lorical precedence for it. But where do you sit on that fence? Well, I think it's like, man, I got to stay true to the lore. If GW says it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I think it's mm -hmm. stupid. I think there's no way that the sisters don't fall to chaos. Like that's just, there's all, it'll, why would they be so pure? Why would they have more indoctrination and more training than Astartes that they don't follow? Yep. Why would they be more pious than Astartes who are ultra zealous? Like, there's just no reason for it in the first place. So while it is a rule of the universe, I would happily break it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Well, you say it's a rule of the universe as well, because I did some reading on this. And there's, there's two documented cases of NGW of yeah. a sister of battle falling to chaos, willingly as well, falling to corn. Hmm. and group their sort of like menagerie their group their troop also fall into corn with them yeah. i think like the the phrase that they use to sort of uh explain it is the um only one sisters of battle has ever willingly fallen into chaos 
Hmm. But okay. that's like willingly. Do you know what I mean? There's a big difference between willingly falling to chaos and you know. Yeah. 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 Being tricked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That. That's fair. And. That is nice that there is these two examples of these Cornite sisters. So we do have somewhere mm-hmm. to go for sure. Um, yeah. So so what do we got? We're going to come up with some chaos sisters for each of the gods. Or <laughs> yeah. So right, because I want to do one of each now. Because we've been yeah. doing a little competition, little friendly contest between uh, law <laughs> helpers on yeah. the old Discord. Um, I, I won't say which one I've gone with because it must remain a secret. Yeah, I think it's a very poorly kept secret at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and obviously you got one of the four chaos gods that you can, you know, align them up to. I think to go yeah. chaos and divide it would be kind of tricky to defend. Because um, hmm. I don't think, like you say, sisters are very pious, but I can't see them going rogue. Do you know what I mean? Like more yeah. renegade, like, uh, oh gosh, what are they called now? You know, the pirate. 40k yeah yeah style, yeah renegade yeah um but yeah i think so nurgle i think is an easy one really yeah um it's a g- great place to start because yeah I think no one's safe the from willingly it. side of it no 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 one's safe from nurgle if nurgle wants to pox you up y'all are getting poxed that's that's <laughs> what's happening <laughs> yeah um but I had I had a really cool idea for like the backstory and maybe focusing less on like a sisters of battle, maybe like less the Adeptus Sororitas and more the uh, is it the Adeptus uh, Hospitalia? Oh yes, mm. okay, yeah, yeah. So like this idea of um, like you know think nurses in space, like um, yeah, like first aid medic kind of a it, it, that's their sort of role within the sisters of battle. Mm-hmm. But then the... they, you know jaded by the battlefield wanting to save their friends you know it's all grim it's all dark horrible things are happening and then you get a little whisper of oh i know how you can save them all why don't you follow me (laughs) if you put this bacteria in their cut it will kill all the other bacteria in their cut then you'll be free no yeah and like all the nurgle side of things the whole sort of side of it is they're all really happy aren't they because they're they're cured cured (laughs) i'm air quoting here it doesn't really work for us (laughs) but yeah they're all ecstatic because they've been cured of whatever ailed them uh, and nurgle makes them very happy about it so i think you could i think there's definitely a story in there yeah that's such a cool direction to take it away from the actual sisters of battle into another branch of the their order Mm. yeah 100 percent. and i think because there are loads of little orders other than the sort of the main adeptus sororitas which yeah. again we've sort of said that like some can fall to corn and i think if one was gonna fall that makes sense do you know yeah. what i mean like because they're quite aggressive these are yeah you know once, once a month they soldier. fall to corn we've all heard that before <laughs> like so yeah, yeah like, so, so the story goes <laughs> so the story i haven't investigated i've been too afraid but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like chaos, <laughs> yeah, chaos. Corn uh, sisters are definitely easy. Like, yeah, they're already engaged in war. Corn doesn't care where the blood flows. It would be very easy for them to just start collecting the skulls of their enemies. Like, yeah, it's not a hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> like, because uh, I think some people think sisters of battle think all oh, these little dainty. No, these aren't. These are battle hardened. Yeah, they're they're um, like uh like from Game of Thrones. There's that one really tall warrior chick bren or i don't know but yes, she's just yes, like yes. just like this six foot three like 
chick who would just mess up most men you know that's what sisters about oh yeah for sure yeah that, that is they are training they are hardened I mean, they've not been sort of genetically altered in the same way that astartes have but there's definite sort of yeah. substance sh- abuse going on there. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly what, whether they're trouble, just getting yeah. amped up on the emperor's warp dust or who knows what other type of things they're doing something <laughs> yeah they sure as heck are um <laughs> But yes, I think that's Nurgle, and I think you could definitely... But then, like, keeping in that sort of same vein, I know I was thinking with sort of, like, the Slanesh side of things, you could... See, I wasn't 100% sure with this one, but there's... um, oh, What are they called now? It's got escaped me. But there's uh, an order that specifically look after the stained glass of the windows. <laughs> and there's also... There's also a, a group of the sisters that um, are the, the choral the, sort of the choir... And that is their role. Now, I think there's definitely something in there that you could sort of twist that. Somebody wants to be the best singer, you know, there's some maybe friendly intercompetition. And I think in my head, when you sort of look at like these other non-adeptus sororitas, I I feel it would be easier to turn one. I somehow feel that there'd be maybe a little bit more wiggle room lorically to sort of go, they're maybe not quite as pious, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, well, like even like Sisters of Battle. So like a lot of them are recruited from like orphanages and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what kind of background trauma they're bringing into the sisters with them that Corn can eat or any of the chaos gods can easily manipulate then. No, 100%. Um, I think, yeah, the Slanesh one definitely needs padding out a little bit. But I definitely think there's something in there yeah. with the um, there's the the vocal, the, the choir ones. I really, really feel yeah. like there's definitely something in there sort of like with that sound, you know, get that real sort of heavy musical vibe coming through. There. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think there's that very easy road of just slanish and titties. And I'm glad that we're not going that route. Like, I like that stained glass mm-hmm. idea where it's like this person has been maintaining these perfect stained glass windows and like, Every day, lighting the candles, washing it like this. uh, Every day is laid out to the second of this perfect routine, you know, and then one day the candle's not lit. And that's when chaos steps in because now you're mad, you know, like there's this whole kind of ritual already. And, you know, the incense is already burning in the room. And yeah, I really like that kind of direction. That little smudge that they can't quite rub off the window (laughs) and it starts driving them mad. And those little whispers start coming in. Oh yeah, that is a fingerprint. Oh, you can't seem to quite get a little scratch. Is that a scratch on the window? Yeah, I think there's definitely something in there. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't think we're talking like a 400-page novel, but I think there's definitely well, a short like, story somewhere in there. Yeah. Well, I think 40K is honestly better in short stories. Like, mm. I feel like the longer this story is, the more details you have to get in, the more just you're going to write stuff that affects the universe or, or yeah. you have to write a book about space marines and you're like, this is a boring character. You know, I don't care about this character. I find short stories, you can hit the note that you're trying to hit real quick yep. and then just move on with your life. You're right. And I think you can sort of get away with being a little bit more flexible with the law. Yeah. You know, just maybe pushing the back like when we're talking Chaos Sisters of Battle, because you're exactly. talking maybe one or two people within the whole galaxy. You're not talking, here's the story of how an entire um, group of sisters fell. And because that's, you know, you're starting to push it a little bit too far there. Yeah. Um, um, I pulled up, 
I pulled up uh, some of the non-militant orders. Uh, there's the Order Hospitalar. We talked about that one. The Order yeah. Dialogus helped to translate the innumerable dialects and slangs used throughout the Imperium. The Order Famulus. Famulus, yeah. Organized and maintained households of certain Imperial mm-hmm. governors. Order Sabine, Sabine, or accompanied the missionaries mm-hmm. Glaxius on missions to New World. So they're kind of like missionaries. That's cool. Uh, order yeah, 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 yeah. Pronatius, specialized in retrieving, guarding, studying, and repairing artifacts. Oh, okay. So this is where the Chinch one comes in then. Yeah, for sure. I, again, Cinch, I, I feel like you can, I, it should be easier to write about Cinch, I think, because mm-hmm. he's so insidious. He's like plans upon plans upon plots upon plays. Yeah. And to sort of think that a mortal mind could overcome that, I feel is, <laughs> you know, it's, um, you yeah, can't, think... it's like trying to play chess against a cat. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, well, I know what I'm As doing for the rest done. of my day. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> so you can't win. You can't beat a cat at chess. It's, it's just playing a different game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this like order Protanius. Uh, they they go and they retrieve and they study all these relics. And of course, they're going to come across some demons ones. And then they're, you know, translating the warp text. And then the story goes, they fall to chaos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Or you could um, the one that looks after the houses, so of the sort of like the wealthy lords and ladies of terror. Um, you could have one of them because again, they're just humans. Yeah, they're just people falling, making mistakes, mm. and like chaos just takes a couple of little cracks in your armor and it starts getting its grubby mitts on you. Yeah. Uh, they got a couple more orders. Order Mud. Madrid, Madridiga, sure. Uh, and they, they, these are the guys that provide the choirs to the temples. M A D R I G A. Order, Phalaxium, uh, Phalaxium, uh, thousand strong professionals leading weeping and wailing pilgrims <laughs> upon the remembrance of and high holy days of uh, Venerus. Okay, so they're just professional mourners. Very cool. Yeah, pr- pretty much. You know what I mean. <laughs> I like that. Um, Vespilia. The Dark Sisters of the Orders Vespilia are tasked by Cardinal Gregory Hestor with the sanctification of the bodies of fallen kin and are sometimes called upon to serve the dark as forensic forensic specialists when the throne agent has a recourse to dissenter a long dead. Yeah, dissenter a long dead corpse. Cool. So these guys are like, yeah, morgues. Like they're like the CSI folk. Yeah. I mean, there could be a story in there as well, you know. Like yeah. if you think if you think somebody's investigating how somebody's died, they're doing like this big like you could almost write it like I I'm a big fan of CSI, obviously. <laughs> or Law and Order. And you could write it like one of those sort of like um uh what do they call like those noir sort of like detective stories yeah. right sort of along those lines but then the end result is they fall to chaos that's the end result <laughs> yeah yeah they, they like, go do, during the autopsy they cut open the guy and they find like this little trinket inside the rib or something and then they just feel compelled to take it and they don't tell anyone you know oh yeah they, they, look now you're thinking yeah like it's it just like it's like a little warp artifact or whatever like there's a thousand stories and that's such a cool I've never heard of a lot of these uh, orders before. 
They, they no, a lot of them don't have models either. A lot of them don't yeah. have minis. Um, but I feel like it's because you can definitely sort of go down the whole sort of, oh, you know, the sorority test. They can't possibly fall to chaos. But it's like, mm. what about all these? What about all these <laughs> little like side support structures? Like, you know. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. I love it. Uh, order, order, fraternity, fraternius, the glass paneling of the imperial shrines and cathedrals, order of precepts, ecclesiarchy laws, order, teratine, divine messages from the emperor via gas clouds of the teratia pillars. <laughs> what? Oh, I clicked the link and there's no more information on that. I've never heard of that. So they divine gas clouds. Exactly, but there's no more information on them. So who's to say that some of them haven't fallen to chaos? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, it's, just, yeah. it's wide open. Changes in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking cool. Uh, and the last one that, that they got is the Hagior later. Uh, and they record the deeds of the sisters upon uh sisters upon the battlefield. And again, like somebody right, like um, journalist type, you know, yeah. uh, war journalist walk around writing this story. Yeah. Maybe over time they get more and more enraged with the violence that they're seeing, that it turns them. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. this this I've, scope. Yeah, I, I feel like the way I'd take these guys would be um, they uncover the cover up of the sisters. Like, so he's going around. And he's like, wait a minute. A lot more sisters of battle are falling than we claim. So he's just, mm. you know, you know, he goes from one battlefield to another and he keeps noticing, like, what is happening? There's this fallen one, this fallen one, this fallen one. And then eventually, you know, it culminates and he finds out the reason. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I know that in um, one of the stories where one of the sisters falls to corn, hashtag spoilers, um, towards the sort of the back end of the story and that's why there's only one documented case of a sister willingly fall into chaos because although two have fallen to corn okay. one of them they they dispatched of her and they plastic surgery another sisters of battle to look like her and take her <laughs> place nope no, fine look right over here <laughs> say hey hey hi so, yeah <laughs> that'd be fantastic so they're like investigate oh this sister i'm sure like like something weird's happened they've fallen to chaos no 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 they're fine they're right here and it's like yeah no no i'm sure i yeah that saw. one seems slightly hmm. smaller is that just me <laughs> yeah or like asking them questions like oh yeah like do you remember the other week when we did that thing uh yeah yeah i remember yeah that but thing and then like trying to uncover this and then the inquisition getting involved and oh. yeah, snuffing them out it's uh yeah yeah I think my writing bug is coming to me. This this episode's been very inspirational. I need to write oh, good. something. I'm glad. And I think, um, like from a mini perspective, which is what I love. Like my, I love yeah. story writing, but I think for me, it's the it's the hobbying, it's the minis, it's the yeah. you know making something out of grey plastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, and the Nurgle one is like an obvious one. You can get like the wings. You get more Terion wings on the back of that. Let you know if you're gonna do it, go the whole nine yards. Let's yeah. um, let's do that. But you get the little, the little demon insect flying things as well. Just shove Ooh. the wings onto the back of the sisters. There you go. So you've got some some pretty yeah. quick. Um, I know there's a there's a guy following Instagram, who did some cinch ones. Uh, Natman, thirty one, I think it is or eighty one. Um, worth checking out. Okay, 
Uh, one of the guys on our Discord, he's doing some Serpentine Sisters of Battle where he takes the AOS. Uh, uh, they're like uh, snake with female bodies on top. So he he's put... Is it Daughters of Cain? Yeah, yeah, Daughters of Cain. Yeah, so we would take those mm. Serpentine Daughters of Cain models and then put Sisters of Battle on the top for some type of Slaneshi cult followers. And they're yes. very nice. That is very good. I can't believe I haven't seen that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah perfect. It, taking that idea and putting it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the thing I love about 40K. You know, we've just been rambling for 40 minutes about different ideas of how many different ways you can interact with 40K and come up with your own stories and even ways to kind of work around the existing lore to fit something that you want in. Um, mm. And I, I love that. And I yeah. find that... I really rewarding because like don't get me wrong I'm not about nah just I mean you it's your past that you do whatever you want with yeah. it but I do like it to fit within the constraints of the rules that have been sort of set forth yeah but I always find it much more interesting to look at why you can do something yeah as opposed to just a nope can't do that impossible yeah. competent well just hold, hold on let's uh let's have yeah. a think it's, a, it's like when playing basketball, like everyone was playing basketball. And then if one person's not playing the same rules, the whole game's pointless. And all of a sudden somebody's traveling, but like, you know, one guy all of a sudden decided he was going to dunk it and there was nothing in the rules that said he couldn't. And now that's a staple of basketball. And it was like this, this workaround of the rules to find your own yep. unique way to do something with within the existing rules. So um, yeah, it's very cool to be able to do that with, with 40 K. That's always yeah, been yeah, my 100%. favorite favorite part of it just come up with your own homebrew lore and just do whatever insert your own fantasy into it you like space romans go make some space romans <laughs> yeah 100 is a fantastic quote actually it's um from mechanic uh, i'm probably gonna butcher it and don't quote me verbatim but it's along <laughs> the lines of um the and it's from a tech priest basically saying um i say to you that the, is only the smallest minds who seek to um, acknowledge their limits. Mm. So like, you know, proper Mechanicum, they're like, no, no, if you think that's as far as we can go, <laughs> let yeah. me show you. Let me show you uh, to the servitor yeah. station because maybe you're better suited exactly. for that. <laughs> so don't limit yourself, you know, if, yeah, you, uh, yeah. if you're constantly trying to fight as to why you have to limit what you can do, uh, have a, open your mind, have a think. Yeah, exactly. Well, this was a fantastic episode. If you guys want to catch more of Only One Bob, uh, go check out Hobby Happy Hour. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your show? Uh, we're a hobby-based podcast. Uh, we focus purely on Warhammer 40k. We, it's me and my co-host, Jono. He's from Australia. I'm from the UK, obviously, by my accent. <laughs> um, and we sort of talk about our own experiences in the hobby. We add some tips and we sort of try to keep each episode, maybe say, for example, we'll do an episode on like different kind of paints, different painting styles. We'll maybe yeah. do an episode on a faction of 40k and areas within that. Do a little something of what we've just done now sometimes. Um, yeah. But we like to keep it pretty chill. So come check us out. Hobby yeah. happy hour. That was the one thing I really enjoyed about it. Um, you're just such a chill guy. So listening to it, it was just so zen, you know, just peaceful hobbying. I loved it. What we go for now. It's what this is all about. Zen. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you like the show, don't forget to join Lorehammer Listener Lawyer's Patreon. A buck a month helps me keep doing this. Uh, and also check out Hobby Happy Hour. And also, if you want to submit your lore, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bob, thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time.
see you on the next one. Adios. Let's give like day. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.